are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with y'all on this Thursday. The NBA season is officially over. It's been over for the Pelicans for a little bit, but it is officially over for everyone now. And this is when the silly season starts. And we're going to be talking more draft and free agency coming up over next week and the days and, and weeks after that as well. But I want to take a look at some of the aftermath from the Bucks winning the title over the Phoenix Suns in six games. And what a final game from Giannis, by the way. And look at what that kind of means for New Orleans going into the offseason, what takeaways they could have to improve their team and maybe start to build towards being a championship contending team. But before we get to that, don't forget we have a live NBA draft show, part of the Locked On Podcast Network on Thursday, coming up a week from today. NBA draft goat Chad Ford, Locked On NBA draft host Raphael Barlow, and Locked On NBA host John Krause, my co-host on Wednesdays on Locked On NBA, will be live in studio covering the NBA draft. It's the Locked On NBA draft 2021 live show brought to you by Built Bar. Get local expert analysis on each pick. So follow Locked On NBA on YouTube today and watch our live coverage on July 29th, beginning at 7 p.m. Eastern, so 6 p.m. Central. Okay, the NBA Finals are done. For you, Pelicans fans, what that means is Willie Green's going to be announced soon. Probably, probably on Tuesday. Just, just going to throw that out there. Um, I would expect a presser on Tuesday. I think you'll see a PR blitz about the hire being official either by the time you're watching this or listening to this, or very, very soon after. They wanted all of that to kind of die down, give it a little bit of time, and then they were going to kind of launch into making the Willie Green hire official. But we've known he's going to be the head coach for two weeks, at the very least, that we've known this. It's been official in anything but name only, an official press conference only, and without the social media. But that's going to get finalized, um, basically, like today is what I'm guessing, but we'll see. It might be the end of the week, but they're going to have the press conference, I believe, on Tuesday when he'll be here in New Orleans for the official announcement of everything. But look, I've seen a lot of people kind of worried that they took too long, that they're still taking long, that they're having draft workouts with all of these players without Willie Green. I don't think that matters. I don't think Willie Green's coming in with a set style that he's like, I'm going to run this because we've heard David Griffin wants to have a lot of say in this. The front office wants to have a lot of say in this and what those lineups and rotations and things like that are going to look like. So Willie Green is probably already on board with whatever plan David Griffin has, with whatever players he's probably targeting in the draft. And while Willie Green might have some input, this really isn't up to him. He's going to be kind of coaching the players that he is given. They're going to force some members of the staff on him. He should be keeping, um, Char- uh, not Charles Lee, Fred Vinson and Teresa Witherspoon. And we'll see if another name or two gets thrown on there as well. But they're starting to run out of space, at least on front of bench coaches, when it comes to what the Pelicans are trying to build and just slots available. There was reporting out there from Jake Fisher, good name, of Bleacher Report that kind of went into details on the hiring process that the Pelicans had here. And the interesting part really centered around Jacques Vaughn, who was clearly, clearly the front runner for the job and the guy that David Griffin ideally targeted. And you saw probably kind of throughout all of this that they wanted someone who had head coaching experience. 
And Willie Green was more of a secondary candidate for them, maybe even third, depending on Charles Lee. But they wanted Jacques Vaughn. But Jacques Vaughn didn't want to really be told what to do so much by David Griffin. And the fact that David Griffin supposedly wanted a starting backcourt of Nikhil Alexander-Walker and Kyra Lewis Jr., which seems a little bit early for that, um, and wanted to kind of force Charles Lee to, to be the lead assistant on Jacques Vaughn, he didn't really seem to like that. He kind of withdrew his name from consideration because of that. Whether you're concerned about this or not, this is kind of the way the league is trending. If you think David Griffin has overstepped his bounds, maybe somewhat with that coach, but this is the way the league is trending. It's a lot more of coaches as kind of managers rather than being the people that run things. There's still some coaches that do that. Popovich is certainly one of them. Monty Williams isn't going to take input on rotations or anything like that from the front office. I don't even know if Coach Bud would. Ty Lue probably doesn't. But it's people who are either very, very highly respected and kind of have done it before and proven themselves to a certain degree. You're not really having that in Willie Green stepping in. Jock Vaughn doesn't have a great track record in terms of win losses as a head coach. So it doesn't really surprise me that David Griffin wanted to do this. And then he realized, I think Jock Vaughn did, that he's going to be in contention for other jobs, can maybe get that autonomy that he wants, and just decided to withdraw his name from consideration. It's probably a good thing overall that he withdrew his name rather than taking the job and saying, no, I'm going to make this work and I'm going to do it my way. Screw what they're saying. I'm still going to take this job. And then you run into a problem that Stan Van Gundy and David Griffin had this past year. Avoiding all of that and him withdrawing his name, it's a good thing, even if on the surface it makes you a little bit, I don't know, not feeling great about kind of how that all went down. But I think the Pelicans probably ended up with the right head coach, who we should be seeing on Tuesday. And we'll start to hear some more about what his thoughts and plans are for the offseason and how he's going to build relationships with these players and what he's going to bring to this team that should help turn them from a non-playoff team into a playoff team next season, since that's really going to be the biggest thing that he's got to do. So coming up, we'll take a look at the Milwaukee Bucks. I want to talk about two quotes that Giannis had and the Pelicans should be playing these on repeat for Zion Williamson, should be showing them, showing him film of Giannis, but more about his thought process and what it took to win and all of that. And I'll explain what those quotes are and what I mean coming up here next on Locked On Pelicans. Then in the third segment, we'll look at some of the team building stuff that the Bucks did, how they got to where they are to win that NBA title. But before we do that, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by rockauto.com. The ever-increasing number of makes and models out there, it's impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock the parts you might need. And it is no, there's no worse feeling than if your car's not running and you can't use it. It's how you get around. It's too hot to walk everywhere here in New Orleans right now, certainly. You need your car. You need it to move. It's how you get to work. It's so important to just every part of your life. So you can't wait around while it's not drivable. And look, you can't even get it into a mechanic right now because they're backed up for months. So if you want to save time and money while repairing your car yourself, go to rockauto.com. Do not choose to spend up to 30, 50, 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership. I order all of my auto parts from them. Like just flat out order all of the parts I use and I, I fix three cars up pretty regularly uh, to keep them running. It's the cheapest option I've found by far. In a pinch, I might have to go to a chain store because I need something that day just to keep it running. 
and I need something within the next hour. That part barely fits if they have one at all, and it ends up just not being right. And I often just throw that on the car, then order the correct one from rockauto.com because their catalog is super easy to use, and they're going to have a better selection than anywhere else that you're going to find. So go explore their easy-to-use website today. When you go to rockauto.com, see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us box so they know we sent you? Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need over at rockauto.com. All right, continuing to talk about the Milwaukee Bucks and winning the NBA title. And one thing that immediately jumped out at me after this, one was the emotion from Giannis in the aftermath of him dropping 50, by the way, which is an incredible game. That was an all-time finals performance that we just saw. An all-time, like top 10 NBA finals performance we just saw from him in a closeout game. Felt like a must-win for the Bucks because if that game got, if, if the Suns won that, swung the momentum back and were able to close it on their home court, Ooh, I don't know if things would have been too great for them. So I'm glad to see that Giannis got it done. Good for Drew Holiday in this. Also ended it early so we get Willie Green maybe a little bit early, even though it would have been Tuesday regardless is what I've been told. So Giannis in the immediate aftermath was just filled, filled with emotions. And you could see how much this title meant to him. Winning an NBA title means a lot to every single player in the league. Any NBA player, it's going to mean a lot but you could definitely see there was something more to it with Giannis. He wasn't like jumping up and down, running around, screaming, celebrating. It was almost like a, a, a relief, like a deeply fulfilling moment for him. And after the game, he talked a little bit about this. You know, he talked about forming a super team and why he stayed there and signed the Supermax, despite it looking kind of dicey at times, if they would ever get this far. They've been in the playoffs for a while, never been able to get over the hump, had some really bad collapses. You've seen their roster at times not be great. You've seen him kind of schemed out of games because of the limitations of the roster. And we'll talk about that in the third segment. We've also seen it where the coach hasn't done some of the right things, not making adjustments, making too many adjustments. Man, it was dicey if he was ever going to win a title there. But here's what he had to say, and it was, quote, I couldn't leave. There was a job that had to be finished. Coming back, I said, this was my city. They trust me. They believe in me. They believe in us. Even when we lose, the city was still on our side. And obviously I wanted to get the job done. He has this deeply rooted sense of loyalty and wanting to kind of do right by the city that embraced him and has loved him and has been there for him through good and bad. And it seems like, again, this means more to him than if he had just teamed up. And he basically said it. He says, quote, it is easy to go somewhere and win a championship with someone else. It's easy. I could go to a super team, do my part and win a championship. But I did it the hard way. You know, people give Kevin Durant a lot of crap for joining the Golden State Warriors. And I've defended that. Go, It's your career. Do, do what you want with it. Right. He won a title. He, you know, two titles. He felt so good about all of that. Things are fine for him. Kind of, you know, he, every, everything's good. There's no problem there. It cemented his legacy, puts him in the Hall of Fame. You don't need to worry about that. You don't have those questions there. But I do wonder, and he'll tell you it means as much, right? He's going to say this. But I do wonder deep down if it means as much to him as what Giannis did. Doing it, you know, at times by himself. That game six, the Bucks' offense was terrible. Drew Holland had a bad shooting game. Chris Middleton, until the final you know, couple minutes in the fourth quarter, wasn't great. It was kind of Giannis just dragging that team. It probably means a lot that this was a guy who stuck it out, saw it from the beginning to the end, 
and is completely validated in his career, his legacy, and all of that in that city with what it went on. You you would hope Zion has this kind of same mindset and same mentality. And if I were the Pelicans, I'd be doing everything I could to kind of subtly hint at what Giannis did means more than anyone else who teamed up, than those Miami Heat titles, than Anthony Davis leaving the um, Pelicans and going to the Lakers and immediately winning one and teaming up with LeBron James. Doing it the hard way and pulling your team forward and doing it as like the guy, the man, I think means a lot to Giannis. And I, I hope that's something that, you know, Zion sees and it resonates with him. Do you want that kind of feeling or do you just want a title? Or do you want something beyond that? And hopefully it's something beyond that. And if I were the Pelicans, I'd be doing anything I could to try and hammer that into him to get him to understand that this is where it, it means so, so much more. Giannis also might be an outlier. There's not very many players around the league that kind of feel this way. Even Kobe Bryant was considering leaving Los Angeles at one point and going to the Bulls instead. And I think, believe they almost had a trade worked out. It's rare that you see someone want to go through the muck, want to make this as hard, not as hard as possible, but continue to see it through, be a completionist in a sense like that, rather than get your money, get your title and, and life's still good. There's something admirable about it. And you could see on Giannis that it probably really did mean more. However much that might be, we don't know. But it very clearly meant more to Giannis. And while he would have been happy winning a title anywhere he was, it definitely meant more with it coming in Milwaukee, with the team that they've kind of built there, that he's embraced and they've built around him. And he's done it with all of these guys. Because you really saw over this playoff run and over the past couple of years They feel like a team. That's something we couldn't really say about the Pelicans last year. They have players and personalities and mindsets that really fit well together. Drew Holiday is kind of the perfect complement with Giannis in his, just the type of person that he is. Kind of a little bit quieter, more reserved, more about the hard work. And that's kind of Giannis. He doesn't really like hanging out with other players. He doesn't love really speaking to the media a ton and really only speaks to the Milwaukee media until kind of this finals run. And they have this mentality and this mindset and it comes across at you as like all over one. And I never really got that feeling about the Pelicans this past season. Showing this to the team, showing them what it takes and the mentalities you've got to have to try and win a title, really important, I think. More so than anything else. That's it's a big, big part of it. And you really saw it on display. And I'd be trying to send this message as hard as possible to Zion Williamson if I were the New Orleans Pelicans. But you've also got to build a good team. There's no getting around that. So we'll take a look at in the next segment, kind of how the Bucks built this team, some of the lessons that the Pelicans can maybe take away. We've already done this for the Suns. We've done this for the Hawks too. The Bucks have done it very differently. Let's take a look at how they got to where they are coming up in the next segment here on today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Funny story, on BetOnline to start the year, I got bucks plus 600. Kind of forgot about this bet until they really got into the finals. And I didn't really care if they won or not. I kind of had made this bet before. I made the bet before the season started. Kind of wrote it off. Kind of found money, right? Pretty cool, though, to hit the plus 600 bet and a very nice payout. 
which I got over at betonline.ag. Best odds on the Bucks. I felt really good about it at the time. So if you want to get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, not NBA right now, but you'll be able to bet on more things with them this offseason. NHL and all your UFC MMA action, you can do it over at betonline.ag. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in and make these games more interesting. And you can do that by heading to their website using your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus when you use promo code Locked On. That's already like you want to bet it's free money right there when you use promo code Locked on over at betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Okay, so we went over Giannis and kind of the mentality and everything there. But you've also got to build a team, right? You've got to get these guys out there on the court and try and build up a title contending team. And there's no right or wrong way to do it. There, there really isn't. There's multiple ways to build a title contending team. We looked at the Hawks. We looked at the Suns. They landed their stars in the draft. And then they drafted smartly around those guys, particularly the Hawks, going for fit over upside and just getting solid NBA guys that were going to be able to contribute and help the team win. Both teams did that and both had a lot of success this year. And both look like they're going to be back in the playoffs and make and get out of the first round next year. If you're New Orleans, that's kind of the bar. Get out of the first round. Don't just get in, but start to be a perennial second round team before you kind of make that jump to being a finals contender. And I think you can still see some of that, you know, with the Milwaukee Bucks. While they didn't build as much through the draft, they really have Giannis and that's that's kind of it to a, and, you know, a lesser extent, but he was injured for all of this. Dante DiVincenzo is there too. And maybe one or two other guys that they drafted that I'm, I'm blanking on in the moment. But they really found their core guy in Giannis and have gone through multiple iterations of this team, adding piece after piece after piece, getting into the playoffs consistently, which was keeping Giannis happy enough, right? Getting in, maybe losing in the first round, but then starting to get in and get out of the first round, maybe losing in the conference finals, something like that. But having... An improvement on what it was before, but getting into the playoffs consistency or consistently was definitely something that the Milwaukee Bucks have done. So they've done that. And then they started to add pieces on. They got a little bit lucky in a trade that brought them Chris Middleton the same year as Giannis, but they worked on developing him. So not only do they have, have they developed Giannis and Chris Middleton, those are the two core guys, right? They've found the right guys that work. And when you look at their roster, it's interesting. When you look at them in this playoff, uh, the playoff run, they ran kind of a traditional lineup. They had Giannis out there, but they also had a traditional center out there to a degree in Brooke Lopez. You don't need to only go small. You don't need to see Zion at the five. You can win with him at the four and another five out there. But that five's got to shoot threes. Brooke Lopez became a like prototypical three and D center for this team. You know, they've had the best defense largely built around his ability to protect the rim and, and all of the things that Giannis can do as well, him being a defensive player of the year as well. But you've got Brooke Lopez, who for his career, on average, 2.23 per game. His time with the Bucks, three seasons in Milwaukee, 5.1. Jumped up, three-point shooting big, who can defend the rim. Doesn't clog the lane for Giannis because in some of their playoff failures before, that was a big, big part of the problem. There was nowhere for him to go. Teams just walled him off, and that was it. Then they bring in a guy like Brooke Lopez who can play out there, give you rebounding, defense, rim protection, right, and shoot threes. Steven Adams, not really that guy. Kind of something to keep in mind there. Jackson Hayes, could be. Jackson Hayes, 
vertical lob threat, and you've seen it. They keep someone in that dunker spot all the time, and it stops teams from walling off Giannis because he can just kind of lob lob the ball over to whoever's in that dunker spot or dump it off to them too to get that easy bucket when they come over at him. Jackson Hayes is that guy, I think, for this team. I don't know if he's going to be ready to do it at the start of the year, but he can definitely be there. They also prioritize length and like switchability and versatility. Bringing in a guy like P.J. Tucker this season, looking for a guy like Drew Holiday to really try and do this. And when you look at kind of how they built going into the past couple of seasons, they started with defense first, knowing they were never going to get those big names in free agency that were like all-star scores. Bradley Beal was available. He's never going to go to Milwaukee. Any of those guys were never going to go to Milwaukee. So build on defense. Trust that you can slow the game down and find just enough offense to try and win it. It helps that Giannis blossoms. Things to keep in mind for the Pelicans, too. You can see some sort of blueprint with that. They tried it with the defense last year. It just didn't really work. And I don't know if that's the route to go with guys like Zion and B.I. being your core guys when you just don't have two of your five guys being good defensively. It's going to be a bit of a problem. The other thing is depth and fit matters. His role players are perfect, right? Brooke Lopez does his role to perfection. Pat Connaughton was playing big minutes in game six that were really, really useful for the Milwaukee Bucks. Bobby Portis was huge. Huge in game six. It felt like he scored 30, right? He didn't. He scored 16. But it felt like he scored more. Depth. Depth, depth, depth. You saw it in both teams. Both the Bucks and the Phoenix Suns in this final series were deep teams. Going about 10 deep that were all above average guys. Depth matters. Fit matters too. Those guys know what they're capable of doing. They fit with the superstars well. They're not clogging the lane for them. They can hit threes. Bobby Porter's hit big threes, right? Those are all really important things to look at when the Pelicans should be looking at if they're trying to emulate any of the three teams that we've kind of highlighted throughout this process. Also, other interesting thing, too, that I thought coming from this. Prioritize fit and depth over certain types of experience. Championship experience is like one of those things people bring in, right? They brought in J.J. Redick because he made the playoffs every single year. Neither of these two teams, the Suns or the Bucks in the finals, how did someone who's won a title before? I think they have like one or two uh, finals appearances total between both teams. Fit, experience, be, be well coached. Those are going to carry you more um, fit, uh, sorry, fit and depth over kind of finals experience. Don't fall for fool's gold with some of that stuff. Just get good, solid NBA players that can do their job well, that work with your team. And I think that's sometimes the most important thing that teams can do. And we really started to see that this postseason. So there's a lot of lessons the Pelicans can take from the Milwaukee Bucks and these other teams as well when it comes to trying to get into the playoffs and become an NBA Finals contender. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of Lockdown Pelicans. Thank you all so much for listening. Don't forget the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Odyssey and Lockdown featuring analysis from Chad Ford Odyssey NBA experts Brian Scalabrini and general manager Ryan McDonough, who drafted Devin Booker, our Locked On NBA local experts will make selections and trades for your favorite teams throughout this week-long special event. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Odyssey is your home for all the sports podcasts, music news that matters to you. That's Odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, and I'll be back with you all tomorrow to wrap up the week.